Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. What's going on, family? Welcome to the Black Man Think Podcast. I am your host, last name Good. And uh, tonight I'm rolling dolo, right? Corey and Mo, they they taking a little time off today, but I got a special guest, right? So what we do on our podcast, we like to have these conversations with with Black men. And uh, sometimes those Black men will reach out via social media or whatever. And, you know, they have topic ideas, right? They have things that they want to talk about. And uh, this one brother, he reached out uh, via IG and man, he just, he has such a compelling story. I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. I would love to sit down. Let's try to set it up. Right. And so we, we, we scheduled a time and, and now we're here today. Um, and crazy thing is i want to make sure i bring this guy on because i want to make sure i say his name right uh i believe it's soldier but i don't want to mess up his name at all so we're going to bring him in here in just a second uh but but first before we do anything thank you all for your patience we see y'all coming over to the uh patreon for our patreon family that's continued to support we greatly appreciate you all and, and we know that we took a little time off on the content, but if you're on a Patreon site, you have got episodes. So uh, in the meantime, while we were on our hiatus, uh, feel free to go over to our Patreon, subscribe there. You'll get bonus content. You'll get content when we take a break on the other side. Uh, like, hey, we have to live life, man. And in order for us to live life, uh, to give you this type of content, we have to take breaks from time to time. And so uh, going forward, we're trying to plan to where we don't have such a long break. Like this, this break here has been a couple of weeks, maybe close to a month. And so we're going to make sure that we don't have that same type of break uh, going forward. But uh, if you do want to make sure that you're getting that bonus content, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, make sure you are included on all of that content that we have flowing on that side there so we have episodes that we've been posting for quite some time there we have bonus episodes from our new podcast where our old podcast excuse me uh that you can get from over there too so have a good night that's my wife in the background she's uh playing around telling me good night good night babe all right so um we're gonna bring in the homie now and he's gonna let me know if i got his name right so i want him to correct me if i'm wrong off top so uh welcome to the show the homie soldier yeah man what's good yeah. bro what's good man yeah yeah you was spot on most people try to be like soldier you know, oh no nah, nah. yeah they try to er but yeah man it's a it's soldier but um my government name is control you know okay how i came up with my name and works on and get it um one of my mentor people kind of led me just to this concept and who i am is uh his name is brother sunshine and uh he okay. sells like jewelry and stuff off of canal street in new orleans but uh, Brother Sunshine, that's like part of his name. And uh, when he asked me my name, he was like, nah, man, that name don't fit you. And I'm like, what you mean? And he was like, tell me about you. And he was like, matter of fact, don't do that. Just stay here. And I stood there probably three, four hours having a conversation in the cold, man. And right. uh, which he was like, um, your name's Soldier. And I'm like, what you mean? And he was <laughs> like, uh, do you know what uh, S-O-J-A mean? And he was like, it's like a saw bean. And I'm like, okay, like this man calling me a soybean, man. And he was like, nah, soybean symbolized growth. It, it, uh, mm. And then Ja and Rastafarian, J-E-H is God. So it's saying 
so God, so all of creation, I'm constantly questioning because he knows I question everything. And right, right. so when I'm directing my last name to his knock, it's basically a, pretty, a soul um, spiritual bond in one. So my full name means soul, you're questioning the universe, but questioning who I am constantly through the universe. Gotcha. So, gotcha. That's dope, man. So you mentioned that you was from New Orleans. Now, first off, I'm, I'm, I'm from Georgia. I grew up in Macon, but, you know, I've been in Atlanta more. I'm, I'm from Atlanta at this point, right? I've been in Atlanta longer than I've been on this <laughs> on this earth, right? So right. Um, here's the funny thing about New Orleans. I absolutely mm. love, I love visiting New Orleans. New Orleans is like a third home. Um, mm. The only problem that I have with New Orleans is the Saints like that's it <laughs> but but that's the only thing that you know we don't agree on right when it comes to football that's it but outside of that man everybody that i know that lives in atlanta loves new orleans mm. we love the culture there we love definitely love the food there we love the people there y'all are very special I, i'll put it like this bro like i can truly say that new orleans is one of the few places in the world that i visited that people really have true culture there like you really right. can feel the culture there it's not like a melting pot of different yeah. it's like no if you're from new orleans bro you're from new orleans and we know you're from new orleans so right. I'll, I'll you know shout out to my <laughs> falcons fans but i'm gonna say shout out to new orleans uh <laughs> this one time <laughs> no, it's crazy man uh like split wise uh doing katrina like we moved we used to stand so long for a good bit and right. um, half of my family turned into like Falcons fans, and, and then uh, oh, it's like Saints fans. So like my uncle, especially like he a diehard Falcons fan. He got a motorbike painted red and black. Like okay. he always got the Falcon cap on. So is it is a good split of both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I want to get into your story, man, because like I was saying on the intro, you hit us up, and um, yeah. you know, you had such a compelling story, and we wanted to make sure that uh, not only we got into more of, of your story, right? right. But uh, we wanted to like truly tell who you are and um, really talk around some of the topics that you brought up, right? So right. Uh, first off, give us kind of a, a background of who you are, like what, what is it is that, that you're about, uh, number one, and then we can, we can go from there. All right, cool. So uh, yeah, man, I, I spent a good bit of my life like in New Orleans, but I also had an opportunity to kind of travel all over um, and just like meeting people as I grew up and just like constantly having those friends and those connections to New Orleans. Like I learned a lot of things and I started to question a lot of things about myself as I grew older. So um, and it's fortunate, but it, it isn't fortunate. Like my dad's been incarcerated like my entire life. Right. Mm. And so like as I grew older, um, I started to realize pretty much everything I knew or everything that I constantly grew into figuring out, my dad has taught me. Behind bars, you know, my whole life, I'm 23 years old. And um, it, it was it was also saddening because before I got older and started to know who to look for and what type of questions to ask, I never had, like, you would hear people all the time, yeah, you would come to me and ask me for questions, but when I when the questions I came to people with, nobody had answers. Mm, so okay. it's like if I if I came to you and I'd be like, um, I, I don't want to play into capitalism because for young when I was young, I was already educated. I read a lot, man. Books wise, it was like that's what that was me and my brother best friend. Um, and I had a twin brother, so we would ask each other a lot of questions. But getting back into it, I had my pops and I was able to write my pops, and he was right back and we had conversations, and my pop 
it's crazy that even genetically we grew up without him having to be here. So when I come with a question, he already had the answer. Mm. But I, I'm grateful that in a sense of even though my pop was incarcerated my whole life, I still had someone to ask these questions to. And don't get me wrong, as I got older, I started having uh, mentors that would teach me things about like how simple, like investing money or just like grooming, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I think about if I didn't have my pops to really influence the way I think, to be able to question everything and anybody around me, like where would I be? And so like reflecting, like I said, I had connections with homies still in New Orleans that I see going through the same cycle, still living the same way. And I'm like, damn, man, just, just because I have my pop, he's not physically here, but just because I have somebody to ask the right questions to, I'm different. Right, so, right, right. You know, you, you say that about your pops, man. And shout out to your pops that uh, for not allowing his situation to not um, have a presence in your life, right? Because we know yeah. things happen and, and we don't have to get into why your father has been incarcerated. But yeah. what's more important is the fact that he... He made a effort to say that, you know what, while I might be behind these walls, I still have a responsibility. I have a duty. Right. right. And, and while I might can't be there physically, I can still lend some type of 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 um of a response. Right. Via letters or even if you you know get a chance to visit. And so right. I, I, I want to just take this time to just shout out your father for being there, bro, because I know that that's not a hard not. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's that's not a hard thing. So, you know, speaking on that. Right. For me. I, I I have the complete opposite yeah. story of you, right? Like my, my father was there every step of the way that I don't remember a time that my dad wasn't there. Right. And, and so, you know, I, my dad was always there to answer a question, but there was a time in my life where I just wasn't really running to my dad to get questions answered. Right. right? And, and so I, I hear your story where, you know, even though your dad wasn't there, physically you still had the opportunity to get questions that were near and dear to you answered right and right. so i want to i want to kind of start from that point and just talk about that moment when you identified that you really needed life questions answered and when your first go-to point would be your dad and your dad wasn't there to answer that question immediately how did you handle those type of situations man uh I've been through a lot, like just growing up, man. Like I, I, I've been through a lot. Uh, I would say the first time, um, I believe me and my brother was about 16, mm -hmm. 15 ish, somewhere around that era. And um, we had money in our pocket, you know, like mm -hmm. we, we had money. But I remember us going into Oakwood Mall and uh, we had like just grab boo stuff out of Oakwood Mall with just stealing it, just stealing it. And so after we got caught, um, was the first time in a while I remember um, my dad's wife taking us up to Angola to go see my dad. Mm. And um, we sat there and then in my head, like the whole way there was probably like a two and a half, two and a half hour drive. And the whole way we driving, I'm just thinking like, man, my, my dad's gonna be disappointed. My dad's this, my yeah, dad's that. Yeah. Um, but my dad kind of like put into perspective was like, we never talked about this. And it, it's like my dad's response to every single thing is like he knew it was going to happen or he knew that I have to mentally prepare myself because I know that it's it's something that in a form of it's going to be a disappointment, but I can't show them that. So because wow. ultimately, ultimately, maybe my dad and this we never talked about because, you know, it's always that certain level of like 
that masculine shield that some even with your father you can't break down um that he was like maybe i'm a big disappointment to my kids because i'm here so it was just mm-hmm. like his his response to that was just um i knew it was going to happen but how can we make sure it don't happen again wow and his, his wow. response was com- totally completely different from my mom and my mom took all, all the stuff out of our room man they <laughs> lit it man, i promise you me and my brother had a pillow a sheet yeah. um some adidas slides and a bouncy ball and i remember we playing back and forth and like i expected the the disappointment from my mom but my dad right. i could not picture how he would approach it and I, I took that in and i knew that was important because i'm like cool now i, I have a son so it's like my response to everything he does how my dad handled it. and I, mm. I gotta think ahead and i gotta think of if i was in that situation how would i react and so that was the moment one of the first pivotal moments like i need this man in my life wow wow man i man i, I love hearing stories like that bro because it's like your dad almost he realized that you know what it's almost like he he put on himself to know that because i'm not there my son is going to deal with some things that he probably wouldn't have to deal with if i was there so instead of me lashing out right let me let me almost meet him where he is right and i think that's right. that's a super important thing because as kids man we're gonna mess up bro like like you said you had money in your pocket and you still were stealing and, and a right. lot of that has to do with you know of course being with the, the wrong crowds or even being with some of the right crowds and everybody just in your crowd you're just doing the wrong thing right like i right. i can say i have two two homeboys that we still talk to this day that we did some things that at, at the age that we are now we might not be proud of right. but we all came from good families bro like you know we both yeah. had our parent both parents in our lives we both like all of us had opportunities that other people around us didn't have and we still did some things that we necessarily are not proud of right mm-hmm. um but you know i, I want to go to go to you know how you when you reached out to us and you were just talking about um how you use this podcast as kind of like a a tool to help you right and, and right. i want to i want to give a shout out to you bro because like while we understand that that does happen and we appreciate when people reach out and let us know it's something that in the back of our mind we knew that we wanted that to be the outcome but we don't take for granted when it happens right and people let us know that hey man we are listening to you guys and we appreciate being a voice for us right and we understand that man you, you know you're young black the world don't look at us the way that we present ourselves on this podcast the world looks at us as one way and this is how it's going to happen and when you present something else you know it's, it's like an eye opener for everyone so thank you for for um giving us those those um those words man because we we don't take that lightly so i just wanted to publicly thank you for for that i appreciate y'all man like i said like just just reflecting on it i think about all the guy friends i've had in the city um, that I travel with that didn't have that pop. So mm-hmm. a lot of people that I know listen to y'all that this podcast is like, this is the pop. This is the guy. This is like, um, I was grateful. My pop taught me a lot, a lot about simple structures. And like how you said, the way we view, my pops always told me, guns and drugs stay away from. If you keep yourself occupied and you know how to make your hustle work for yourself, you're naturally stay away from those things. My right, dad taught me right. always working for myself, always being educated, always being one step ahead, always treating a woman like a queen. You know those things that. If I if I preach to somebody my age now, man, they be looking at me like, man, like, <laughs> what is you talking about? You know, man, one thing I have learned though, bro, is is that 
while people may not be ready to hear the message, you have to just yeah. give it to them because it, it's just, you're just watering a, a seed that they'll be able to, to um, use later on, man. It's, it's not really up to you to determine when somebody's going to need that information that you give them. You just got to give it, give it yeah. willingly. And, and, you know, hopefully they use it before it's too late. Right. right. Like hopefully they're not in a bad situation where they're thinking back, man, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. More so, they catch it before that time period. Um, specifically to what you 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 messaged me about, man. You said, uh, and I'm gonna read what you said. You was like, um, the disconnect of practical um, practical knowledge and information of older men from older black men to young. I say this because I spend a lot of time looking for mentors that would be able to teach me more, and how uh, for a common black boy, the men that are that are around or look up to or learning and maybe ideas to come come back that stigma right so i want to i want to pivot to that part of the conversation cool cool and Um, yeah yeah go ahead you want to expound on that point yeah man so like and just even like talking to my pops like he he was a product of this too right Mm -hmm. so like a lot of his knowledge he accumulated on board the show was why he incarcerated but we like yesterday, I was just telling them that I was going through like a mental season, and we kind of went to um, just a, a bunch of things talking about. But one thing my pop was saying that right after Katrina, his dad built a house and did so much stuff to the house, right? Any everything that my pops did not know his father was capable of, you know, carpentry or building a roof, oh, right, 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 et cetera, right. et cetera. And my pops was saying that um, part of it is on him because he didn't ask those questions. He didn't go there and was like, hey, can you teach me this, this, and this? But it was also on his pops because he was like, let me show you this, this, and this. And so, like, by my pops not physically being here, he can give me all the knowledge he wants to. But it's like, I can give you, I can bring you to the water hose, right? Boom. And I can right. tell you what the water is for. But it's like, okay, I'm still going to have questions. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm thinking more deep, I'm like, okay, how can this water benefit me? You bring me to the water. You're saying the water is good, but how can it benefit me? So once I started getting into the state of mind of like, okay, something simple like this, I wanted to buy some land, right? And I had no concept of like how to buy land. It, it was foreign right. to me. And so like when I would go to like men who I thought were successful, in quotation, man, I hold my hand up because <laughs> right, we, right, right. we even have the stigma in the black community of um what's successful. And you guys on the podcast, in my opinion, successful, man. Like I'm I'm engaged and I'm I'm 23 years old. And I only look at my wife like she the only thing. And when people hear that, like, you young, you live. And I'm like, who's to say that mentally I could be 30 years old? It's possible. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I know what I want, how can you tell me just because of my age is something that I need to bond to? But regressing back into your conversation. So it became to a point where like I started having questions about a lot of things, man. And then the people who I thought had the answers didn't have the answers. Mm. And then I would hear all the time, just in, in numerous amounts of rooms and just in different environments, oh, these youngsters don't want to learn this, these youngsters want to learn that. But if a youngster comes to you, how can you teach them? Like, what wow. do you have to teach them? You can wow. you can sit here and say, um, y'all sag and the music y'all listen to is derogatory and y'all don't know how to make money. But if I come to you, can you teach me how to make a dollar? Because you're working for the same man I'm working for. Mm-hmm. You're living the same just as I'm living for, just a different era. So, man, you said a lot there, right? And, yeah. and, and okay, so I'll put, I'll put myself in it, right? Right. And here's what, what I had to realize. And I realized it at, at a, um, I, I think I realized it at, at 
somewhat of a younger age, right? I'm I'm 38, right? Right. And so I think maybe in my late 20s, this is when I really realized it. Now, everything is cyclical, right? So right. the things that, and you find, you have to catch yourself because the older you get, man, the more you start saying and thing, you know, you, you kind of get those vibes of not understanding the youth. And I realized that, man, the youth speak a different language than I do, right? Now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm unique in the space to where I remember how things were pre-technology and I remember how things are post-technology. I, I kind of found, I'm in that sweet spot of, I remember when there was like, I had to put in a CD-ROM to get internet. <laughs> and I know what it feels like to have all internet in the palm of my hand on my phone, right? So I know right. those those distinct differences. But I had to come to grips with understanding that, man, the day that you stop trying to learn is the day that you, you're going to fail. So right. I don't care if it's learning from anybody. I learned from my two-year-old daughter. I learned from my four-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I learned from any, and I'm learning from you tonight. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's that's the number one part. Be open and willing to learn. The other mm-hmm. thing that I had that I had to learn is that, man, sometimes you just got to get in some different circles. Yeah. Right. Like some circles, they don't necessarily run their course, but the learning potential in that circle can dwindle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you got to get into another circle so you can bring some new information to your old circle. And that's one thing that I I looked up one day, bro. I got a music background, right? So mm. I'm, I'm music production, engineering, DJing, all pretty much all theme music. That's that's the background that I come from. Mm. But I looked up one day and everybody that I knew either did music, wrote music. You know, it was all music. Everybody around me in mm. some capacity was on the music tip. And I was just like, yo, bro, like I'm, I'm selling myself short. Mm. So I had to find something else. And that's something else, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I started playing golf, right? So me playing golf, that that started opening up conversations because I started meeting different people. So I wasn't just meeting people that were trying to have a publishing conversation with me, right? Mm -hmm. I started listening to people who were like, they're software engineers. So now I'm I'm like, yo, so like, what all you do with your job? Okay, how you do this? And while it may be small pieces of information, those small pieces of information I can take back to my other circles, right? Mm-hmm. Like my crew, my, my, my main crew, the, the, the fellows that's on this podcast, we all are in different spheres of influence. So that's how we're able to stay so sharp. But outside mm-hmm. of that circle, everything was so one dimensional. So I had to start opening things up and, and you know, learning from different people. So I, I would say, man, for, for that's the best advice I can give anybody. Number one, Check your circle, see what you are learning in your circle. And if you're not learning in your circle, I'm not saying you got to like counsel that circle and say, oh, it's over with. But you might have to step back and go and look in another circle and start learning so you can bring back information to this circle, your your, your core circle, because you'll be surprised. You start like, for example, you start talking real estate. And if nobody in your circle knows about real estate, then guess what? You become the source of information for your circle because you learn real estate somewhere else. So now I can start telling them like, yo, we should start looking into blah, blah, blah. And now they're looking around like, yo, I ain't never think about it like that. So now you become the source for that circle. And now they can go out and start telling other people about it. And the cycle continues. And now we're, we're growing 
as a repo uh, as opposed to regressing man so right. that's that's the biggest thing i would think man find a circle that you can continue to learn in yeah i would i i, I feel that man like just touching back when you said especially like just learning from anybody i, I think that was also just um my way and it, it's a word for it uh, my brother used it a lot separate deputies and you mm. basically learn about everything going around you and just your past man we used to be at the bus stop late at night um catching the bus home y'all used to have conversation with with crackheads like anybody like homeless people and yeah. for me people used to look at me crazy but, but yo they failed they have they're already in a place where i'm trying not to be and so like 100 by me not having somebody who i can go to ask these questions i'm like let me just go ask somebody already failed so i'm sitting there having conversations with these type of people but Bingo. more so about the circle uh just growing up man it was always me and my brother like that's my twin brother so it was like mm-hmm. He had his back. He had my back. I had his back. And um, like anything that he learned, he teaching me. And anything I'm learning is vice versa. But we would split our entire friend groups. And then like especially that's why I said um about being my age. That's how I started to figure out. It's like I get I get this concept that when I'm around like a lot of people my age that I know it all. I know a lot. You see mm. what I'm saying? And it, it's not even that anymore. It's like things that are common sense aren't even common sense anymore. Like people would be like. Uh, yo, how how you so smart? How you know this? I'm like, read, yo. Just, <laughs> right, just right, right, Like, you see what yeah. I'm saying? And you don't even have to read, yo. Like, you can listen to podcasts. You can uh, listen to audio books. And so that's all the mechanisms and the things I had to pick up when I didn't have somebody to go to. And right, so, like, right. ha- having that friend group, I say, like, man, you you mad lucky. But I, I started playing tennis maybe about a year ago. That's how I, I symbolize and just connect with you um, playing golf. But um, like when I would play tennis, man, I was always the only black kid on the tennis court, and I was good, yeah. man. Like I'm good. Yeah. But it's like I would start hearing these people talk about um sitting down on bricks. Yeah, man, I'm gonna take that life insurance policy, and I'm gonna take this chip, put it towards my house, and I'm like cool. And then so like I start asking questions about that. So we most definitely relate, and that's why I love y'all podcast, man, because it's like y'all the guidance and y'all like a representation of my life and self-reflective. So when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm like, yeah, I did that too, man. So that's mm-hmm. how I'm learning. That's how I'm operating about it. So I, I think that also for me, um, just being in the podcast, sometimes I'm starting to realize that you don't always need somebody physically there that OG guidance. Because again, right, that OG, right. just because he's older, an uh, older guy don't mean he has that same knowledge. He don't have that same curiosity or he has that same idea to want to know or teach you. So yeah man that's that's you spot on with all of that bro like that's something you said that really touched me was just like speaking to the homeless or the people that that are considered the outcasts or the down bad people right because they've already failed right you know uh that that that's that's huge man because you're so right bro they've already failed and i guarantee when you sit down and talk to them they already can give you so much because nobody wants to talk to them. So they're so full of information that they're willing right. to give, but because of who they are, people tend to kind of fall back and not really want to engage with them. Man. And, and I can tell you, you made me think about, there's a guy that by the name of Carl and, and anybody that is on Metropolitan, I'm talking about in Atlanta, yeah. you know, Carl, Carl has been under the bridge forever, right? And mm-hmm. one day, man, I was I was out doing a run and I just stopped and I just hot like I talked to him for like probably about like three or five minutes, bro. And just mm-hmm. I can tell that he had been going through a lot, but also 
he was like, man, bro, don't nobody talk, stop and talk to me. Everybody blowing their horn and yelling. Right. And, and so he was just so shocked that somebody talked to him. Right. Everybody was trying to avoid him. And the only, you know, he didn't, I can tell you he was dealing with a lot of mental issues, mm-hmm. but he, he did lay one gem on me. He was just like, man, no matter what, where you are in this world, you are somebody to someone. Right. And I was just like, man, I don't think you, and I don't even think he understood what he said, but you know, at that time I was just like, probably like a very low point in my life. Like I was out here hustling, trying to, trying to make a dollar yeah. and you know, nothing was really clicking for me right like i had got fired from a job so i was just like literally trying to hustle these beats trying to sell you know any odds ends what i could do to pay rent i'm 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 months behind on rent from my from my partner and he was just like what he said that it just clicked for me i was just like yo no matter how bad that you might think your situation is there is somebody that like you mean the world to Right. You know what I mean? And so you just have to really forget about how bad things are and kind of change your mindset and look at the good and everything, bro. Because while you might be somebody that's down and out and you don't have all the physical things that everybody else around you have, mm-hmm. like where you literally are breathing. And while that might seem so, you know, like a, a small thing, it's, it's just like, people, yeah. yeah, bro, like you, you're out here, you're running. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're running, and there's people out here who wish that they can just run one yard, and yeah. you're running a mile. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. there's it's so many things that you have to just be grateful for that we take for granted because we're in this pursuit of trying to, you know, get Cap- this capitalistic, yeah, social but- accepting mindset, man. Like I tell you, like it, it, it's simple. You kind of touched on it, and he kind of touched on it at the same time, but also. You can be everything and nothing at the same time. You see 100%, what I'm saying? 100%. Like, like every, everything can matter. It, even, even, even knowledge, man. Like half the stuff we read, man, it, it only has value that we put value to it. And mm-hmm. the moment you take value away, just, just like a dollar, it don't mean nothing. So for you, you have to find that inner peace and figure out what works for you, man. Like just like the past year, man, I did like a lot of self-reflecting, man. I, I was like reverting to like this minimum kick trying to realize what I needed, what I didn't need it. And right. it, it constantly, like, the more I got rid of stuff, stuff just sitting around, just sitting up, man, it, it, it cleared my mind. And just through that, I was like, man, half of this don't matter. So then it allowed me, I started valuing family more. And I started calling my family more on Sundays, checking up on them, like, like, hey, what's up? Like, things I, w- I would never do, and people don't expect at my age. Right. Like, when you have that clutter, when you push yourself away from all this social acceptance and capitalism, the stuff that really don't matter, man, you can see clear. And so right. that, 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 that's the perception I get like a lot of those people are. And then a lot of people uh, that are homeless, man, or just like down and out, choose to live their way, man. They, they want that freedom. They don't value playing into the system of this everyday rat recycle. So you got to kind of understand what works for you and, and what you are. When you putting your acceptance in, in certain visuals on the other people, it don't work as them. That's not you. So Yeah. No, that's real. That's real. That's, um, look, bro, you... You opened my eyes to some stuff, man, and, and um, I, I for one, can appreciate this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna turn to well, first off, before we get, we're gonna go to our Ask a Black Man segment where we have questions that come in from our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll give I'll I'll turn it on you, and I'll have you like, is there a question that you want to ask me 
that I can answer for our audience as opposed to going to questions um, that people send in. Um, let's see, let's see. And it could be anything. Like it don't have to be any. You know, it don't have to be what we talked about tonight. It can it can be anything. There's nothing that's off topic. Whatever's on your mind that you want to ask, you can ask, and and I'll answer it mm. to the best of my ability. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, cool. Uh, as a black man, what what is something that you can see that symbolizes this? Because I've, I've I've came I read this book um it's called uh, Who's Afraid of Post Blackness and they basically talk about the concept of like just being black in general is mm. so widespread and uh certain people fall into this this formality of like quote unquote extreme blackness or something like the kicks of Malcolm X right and that that's like certain black masculine heights and then you have certain men that are just like a humanistic approach and they only care about a human beings as a whole but right. I, I would say just what do you feel is the representation of a black man man let me think about it. that's um hmm i'm gonna say what i think that can that can really represent a black man and and i'm gonna make this a very blanket thing because i think it's because we are we're not a monolith and we we have so many different layers to us bro right. i think that the the one thing that truly symbolizes a black man is art Right. And the reason why I say that is because art is not defined. Art is defined in so many different ways, right? Like art right. can be, I can, I can take a pen and paper and do a doodle and that's art, right? right? I can do something where I'm taking different pieces of paper, artwork, vinyl, all of these things and put it on a canvas and that's artwork, right? right. I could, I can talk. And that can be art. I can write and that can be. So it's just like for me, when I think about us, what, what really symbolizes us as a black man is the fact that, man, we are limitless. Yeah. We're limitless, right? Yeah. We can do anything we legit put our mind to. And I think the minute that we realize that and, you know, just like with art itself, right? I use the example of some a popular like Basquiat, right? Yeah. When Basquiat first was out here, out here painting, hey, there you go, there you go. (laughs) But when Basquiat was first out here, you know, he didn't get that attention because you know people, people may not. I'll say people didn't understand it. That's really what it was, right? And that's how it is a lot of times for us as black men. Sometimes we're looked at a certain way because people don't understand us. Right. It's the it's the way that how I can go in a room with five white guys and I can have a conversation with them and they they might understand what I'm talking about but I can get in the room with with five black guys and we don't have to say nothing and we know exactly what we know exactly what we're talking about right, right. it's because that relatability is that who we are by nature the, the way that how we are connected in a different way that we can do whatever we want to do but I think art is really that thing to me that truly defines who we are because you may not know who we are today, right? But if you if you let us sit there long enough, <laughs> we're gonna show our we're gonna show our worth. We're gonna show our value. We're gonna show that we ain't to be messed with. We're gonna yeah. show all of those things. And at the end of the day, you're gonna either love to you're gonna either love learn to love us, right? Or you're gonna have to learn to deal with us because we're not going anywhere. We're here, Agreed. and so. That's that's what it is, man. That was a great question, by the way, bro. Very good question. Like Appreciate that's it, man. that was that was solid. That was solid. I thought I was gonna have to, 
I was like, yeah. But yeah, that that was a good question. Great question. Yeah, Great nah, question. I, uh, it kind of came up with I, I journaled it, and for me, um, you kind of touched on it a lot, but just like kind of answering my own question, something that I wrote and kind of evoked and thought um, was that just expression in general, mm-hmm. because something is something that just away from all the way you you walk into a room, the way you you vocalize, when you think about music, if you think about the way you cook, the, the expression that leads into culture. And our right. culture is what makes us a black man. Um, if you lead, if you think about something that is sports, the way we express ourselves right. and the dominance physique, the presence of it, um, is still the way we express, and that's what symbolizes a black man. So I think the expression of how we articulated was it physically, mentally, artistically as a whole is what kind of makes us us. And I think right. that um man, it's amazing. It's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, bro, I appreciate you, man, because this this was a great conversation. I learned a lot. Um, and I think our audience is is, is also uh, going to take a lot away from this conversation. So before mm-hmm. we get out of here, um, tell the people how can they connect with you if they want to have, you know, a conversation with you, um, your socials, all of that. And, mm-hmm. and also, I think what what you do something you're in the arts, too, bro. Like I can yeah, I can tell man. that you're in the arts. So like tell the people, you know, how they can connect with you. Oh uh, man, so you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Save Soldier S A V E S O J A underscore underscore underscore. But yeah, man, I, I pretty much paint, man. Um, I'm into like teaching myself carpentry. Like I made like tables. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to work some that, and then the brand is gonna be called Odell. So Ali Design Interior Furniture. But I, I try not to limit myself, man. Like to be honest with you, like I'm I'm into music, man. Like I could flow well. Like um, I I could paint. It's just um, I'm not trying to limit that, and it just growing up that way, just what brought us here as a whole, man. It's like I had all these different expressions, and I was mm-hmm. trying to learn how to channel it, and I had nobody to ask those questions of how to channel it. So I appreciate y'all for allowing me to express that. Um, and just if anybody had that same thought, man, they could hear and understand how I feel that it's somebody else that's thinking like me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, bro, thank you for your time, man. Uh, we definitely gonna stay connected, bro, because uh, you know I, I just like being around like-minded people. Um, mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we appreciate y'all for tuning into the Black Man Think podcast. We're coming back, man. We are uh, we're gearing up season three. We had to take a little break. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. We we getting the DMs, y'all are like where y'all at? Like, look, bro, we gotta live. We are <laughs> black men with families and lives and all this stuff, and and so. Uh, we had to take a break. We needed a break. And, and but we are putting some plans in place where we don't have to take breaks like this anymore. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for um, sticking with us. Once again, make sure you all subscribe to the Patreon. If you want some bonus content, we do. We are more consistent on the Patreon side. Right. But uh, if you want some bonus content, you want to be able to talk with us a little more one on one. That's the place to do it. So uh, make sure you uh, hit the link in our bio there and subscribe to our Patreon account. we got a couple of different levels there that'll fit however you want. You know what's what's best for you. So uh, with that being said, man, we'll see you all next week. We're going to we, I got to find another sign off, but we'll see you all next week. <laughs> That's what we got. That's what we got. The Black Black Men Men Think Think Podcast. Podcast.